Section 85 of The Mysteries of London, Volume 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Deborah Balm, Cambridge, UK. The Mysteries of London, Volume 3 by George W. M. Reynolds. Chapter 81 Rosamond at Home. We shall follow Mr. Torrance homeward and see how he acquitted himself of the disagreeable and difficult task of breaking his matrimonial intentions to his daughter, the fair but ruined Rosamond. It was past nine o'clock in the evening when he reached the cottage, and Rosamond, with a charming filial solicitude to render her parents' home as comfortable as possible, had superintended the preparations for supper exercising a command too over the sad feelings which filled her bosom and invoking resignation with christian fortitude to her aid she even manifested a species of cheerfulness as she opened the front door at the sound of his well-known knock but alas it was not the innocent artless cheerfulness of other days it was merely the struggle of the moonbeam to pierce the mass of dark and menacing clouds and now behold the father and daughter seated at the supper-table that repast which the care of rosamond had endeavoured to render as agreeable as possible but which was disposed of hastily and without appetite on either side at length when the things were cleared away and mr torrens had fortified his courage with sundry glasses of wine he prepared to enter on the grave and important subject which occupied his mind rosamond my love he said speaking in as kind a tone as it was possible for his nature to assume i have something to communicate to you and shall be glad if you will hear me calmly and without excitement i have this evening seen mrs slingsby that woman exclaimed the daughter starting oh i had hoped that her name would no more be mentioned in this house i begged of you not to give way to excitement i warned you to be reasonable said mr torrens severely surely you can accord me your attention when i am anxious to discourse with you on matters of importance pardon me dearest father and oh do not blame nor reproach me if i manifest a very natural irritability a loathing an abhorrence she could say no more but burst into a flood of tears mr torrens suffered her to give full vent to her emotions for he knew that the reaction would produce comparative calmness rosamond he at length said you can be reasonable when you choose and i do hope that you have sufficient confidence in your father to accord him your attention and to believe what he may state to you listen then and rest assured that i should never take the part of any one against my own daughter i have seen mrs stingsby rosamond gave a convulsive start but her father appearing not to observe it proceeded it struck me he continued that she would never have had the presumption and impudence to call here this morning if she were really as guilty as you supposed her to be i therefore deemed it an act of justice to ascertain the nature of those explanations which she proffered in this room and which your presence cut short with that object in view i proceeded to her abode 
and she assured me that she was entirely innocent of any connivance in the atrocity perpetrated by sir henry courtenay innocent almost shrieked rosamond oh my dear father you know not how specious how plausible that woman can be when she chooses and it has suited her purpose to be so with you but be not deceived do you imagine that i am not old enough and sufficiently experienced to discriminate between sincerity and duplicity demanded mr torrens i tell you rosamond that you wrong mrs slingsby that your suspicions are most injurious reflect consider before you thus condemn you overheard a few words which immediately threw you into a state of such excitement that your imagination tortured all the subsequent discourse into an evidence of guilt on the part of a lady who is deeply attached to you who loves you as if she were your own mother and who will die of grief if you continue thus to misjudge her yes rosamond mrs slingsby has declared that she will put a period to her existence if you persist in your present belief she accuses you of ingratitude towards her after all her affectionate kindness in your behalf and should she carry her dreadful threat into execution which i much fear for she seems literally distracted her blood will be upon your head merciful heavens exclaimed rosamond appalled by this terrible announcement but if i cannot command my own convictions she added hastily you must cherish a christian spirit you must be less prompt in forming opinions less ready to arrive at those convictions which you represent to be uncontrollable said mr torrens endeavouring to bewilder his daughter and thereby render her spirit ductile and her mind pliant so that he might manage both as he pleased so far from nourishing malignity against mrs slingsby you should seek consolation with her for your own mother is not here to console you god be thanked that my mother is not here to witness my disgrace ejaculated rosamond clasping her hands fervently for the sake of my daughters i was wrong yes i was wrong not to have married again said mr torrens as if musing to himself i should have given a protectress to my children a lady who would have been a second mother to them and then all this would not have occurred but it is not yet too late to ensure your future welfare rosamond by those means he added turning towards his daughter who had listened with surprise to her father's previous observations and in accomplishing that aim i may at the same time afford a convincing proof to a deserving wrongly suspected and misjudged woman of my own esteem and inferentially of your regret at the calumniatory sentiments you have cherished concerning her my dear father i do not understand you cried rosamond a dreadful suspicion weighing on her mind and which nevertheless seemed so wild and ridiculous so utterly impossible to be well founded that she fancied she had not rightly comprehended the sentiments of her parent i am thinking how i can best ensure your welfare and happiness rosamond he said 
by giving you a substitute for that maternal protectress whom you have lost, one who will be a companion and a friend to you. Father! exclaimed Rosamond, horrified at the idea of having a stepmother, and trembling with indescribable alarms, lest she had indeed too well read her sire's intentions, respecting the one whom he proposed to invest with that authority. "'Will you hear me with calmness? Will you subdue this excitement, which amounts to an undutiful aversion to all I am projecting for your sake?' demanded Mr. Torrens again, assuming a severe tone and then perceiving that his daughter was dismayed by his manner he hastily added as if determined at once to put an end to the painful scene if i have consulted you rosamond on the step that i propose to take it was because i deemed you sensible and reasonable enough to merit that proof of confidence on my part and obedient enough to submit becomingly to the dictates of my superior wisdom and experience know then that it is my intention to marry again for your sake and that my inclinations as well as my interests induce me to fix my choice upon mrs slingsby rosamond uttered not a word but fell back senseless in her chair obstinate fool muttered torrens between his teeth as he hastened forward to save her from slipping off on the fender but i will neither argue nor consult any more i will command where i wish to be obeyed he applied a scent bottle to her nostrils and she soon gave signs of returning animation opening her eyes she glanced wildly at her father as if to interrogate him whether that were really true which appeared to have been haunting her like a horrid dream father father she murmured grasping his hands you will not no you will not do what you have said oh i implore you i conjure sacrifice not your own happiness and mine at the same instant i was not mistaken in one syllable that i overheard between that woman and that man and their discourse filled me with horror she is his paramour father she is in a way to become a mother silence daughter cried mr torrens sternly and now listen to me while i make you acquainted with my commands not only is it my intention to marry mrs slingsby but i desire that you will treat her with respect if not with affection and as you value my love and the continuance of my kindness you will observe these instructions if anything more be wanting to induce you to comply with my desire that additional argument will perhaps be found in the fact that if i do not marry mrs slingsby i shall be ruined utterly undone my property wrested from me my person conveyed to a prison and you thrust out houseless and penniless into the wide world without a soul to protect or befriend you now i have told you all and it is for you to decide whether your prejudices shall prevail against my most substantial interests rosamond was astounded at the words which met her ears and she knew not how to reply for a few moments she stood gazing vacantly upon her father's countenance as if to read thereon a confirmation of words the import of which seemed too terrible to be true 
then probably experiencing the necessity of seeking the solitude of her own chamber for the purpose of giving vent to the overflowing fullness of her heart's emotions she hurried from the room poor friendless girl dreadful was the position in which she found herself placed oh why were not clarence and adelaide near to console her to receive her beneath their protecting influence alas she would not have dared to face them even were they in the metropolis at the time for she could not have revealed to them her dishonour oh no she would sooner have died throwing herself on a seat in the privacy of her bedchamber she burst into tears and gave vent to her anguish in heart-rending sobs an hour passed and still she thought not of retiring to rest she was in a state of utter despair she heard her father ascend to his chamber but this circumstance reminded her not that the usual hour when she herself sought her couch had gone by suddenly she was aroused from the deep reverie of woe that had succeeded the violent outburst of her anguish by the movement of the handle of the door as if someone were about to enter her room she started and listened the bed being between the place where she was and the door so that she could not see the latter yes someone was indeed entering the chamber with a faint scream she darted forward and beheld a man in the act of closing the door behind him the intruder was jeffreys the recently hired servant what has brought you hither john inquired rosamond in hasty and anxious tone for she feared lest something had happened to her father nothing but your own beautiful self miss answered the ruffian advancing towards her as well as he was able for he was much intoxicated begone cried rosamond her whole countenance becoming suddenly crimson with indignation begone i say and to-morrow my father will know how to punish this insolence your father miss won't do no such thing returned jeffreys and it'll be all the worse for you if you holler i know a many things that wouldn't render it safe for master to quarrel with me so give me a kiss villain exclaimed rosamond bursting into tears how dare you thus insult me leave the room or i alarm the house at any risk and she rushed towards the bell-pull none of that nonsense miss or i'll hang your father as sure as you're alive said jeffreys placing his back to the door folding his arms and surveying rosamond with the insolence of a licentious drunken bully hang my father repeated the unhappy girl staggering back and sinking into a chair for so many dreadful things had recently occurred that her mind was no more attuned to give immediate credence to evil than to receive good tidings yes by jingo said jeffreys i can hang him any day i like but what's more i know pretty well all that's happened to you i didn't listen for nothing at the parlour door this morning when that mrs bingsby or stingsby or whatever her name is was here my god my god murmured rosamond pressing her hands to her brow with all her might for she felt as if she were going mad now don't take on so miss said jeffreys i'm sure i didn't mean to vex you like that but the fact is i've took a great fancy to you 
and if so be i let out that your father did draw a knife across the throat of that baronet which come here last night and which i suppose was the same you spoke of this morning to mrs bingsby monster shrieked rosamond in a shrill penetrating tone for she was unable any longer to subdue the horrible emotions which racked and tortured her goading her almost to madness in another instant mr torrance was heard to rush from his chamber a moment more and he forced his way into his daughter's room hurling the villain jeffreys forward with the violence exerted in dashing open the door father dear father exclaimed rosamond springing into his arms save me save me from that monster who has told me such dreadful dreadful things be calm rosamond said mr torrens in a low and hoarse tone or you will alarm the other servant jeffreys he added turning towards the fellow who was swaying himself backwards and forwards in the middle of the room in that vain attempt to appear sober so often made by drunken men how dare you to intrude here but follow me i must speak to you alone father one word said rosamond in a voice indicative of deep feeling this man uttered a frightful accusation against you oh an accusation so terrible that my blood curdles nonsense rosamond interrupted mr torrens cruelly agitated you see that he has taken a drop too much he is a good well-meaning fellow and will be very sorry in the morning sorry why the devil should i be sorry cried jeffreys with the dogged insolence of inebriation i don't know what i've got to be sorry for come come said mr torrens gently pushing his daughter aside and approaching the man-servant in a coaching conciliatory way this is carrying the thing too far john well well we can talk it over in the morning miss i dare say we shall make matters right enough together stammered the drunken hind as he allowed himself to be led away from the chamber by mr torrens you are a pretty gal and if i said anything amiss the almost maddened father hurried him over the threshold and rosamond hastened to secure the door behind them both then flinging herself into a chair she exclaimed my god what horrors have met my ears this night misfortunes crimes woes fears outrages have entered the house like an army carrying desolation along with it but my father a murderer oh heavens no no it cannot be and yet that dread accusation so cool so systematic my god my god and she wept as if her heart would break from this painful or rather most agonising condition of mind she was aroused by a low knock at her door and in answer to her question who was there the voice of her father replied she hastened to admit him but as he entered she started back appalled by the ghastliness of his countenance every lineament of which denoted horror and fearful emotions father tell me all keep me not in suspense let me know the worst exclaimed rosamond clasping her hands in an imploring manner dreadful things have happened i am sure and my brain is reeling maddening daughter said mr torrens taking her hand you must and you shall know the worst now for i find that the miscreant jeffreys has indeed told you too much for me to attempt to conceal the truth 
just heavens my father stained with blood the blood of vengeance on account of his dishonoured daughter said rosamond speaking in broken sentences and with hysterical excitement while her eyes were fixed intently and with a fearfully wild expression upon the haggard countenance of her sire no not so rosamond answered mr torrens emphatically sit down there and try and compose yourself for a few moments while i give you an explanation which circumstances have rendered imperative the wretched girl suffered herself to be placed on a seat her father then drew another chair close to the one which she occupied and leaning with folded arms over the back of it he continued in these terms last night after you had retired to your room sir henry courtenay called yes he dared to visit the house into which such dishonour and so much misery had been brought by his means but he came to offer every possible atonement which it was in his power to make and then i ascended to your room here to make you aware of his presence in the parlour below and of the proposals which i had received but i found you in a state of mind too profoundly excited to bear the announcement i remained with you to console and tranquillise you and when i saw that you were growing more calm i retraced my way downstairs merciful heavens what a spectacle then met my eyes and mr torrens having introduced his fearful history by this deceptive and well-coloured preface proceeded to narrate the facts of the murder precisely as they had really occurred not forgetting to mention the robbery of a sum of money which he had left on the table he then explained the part which john jeffreys had subsequently performed in the occurrences of the preceding night and he wound up in the following manner thus you perceive dear rosamond how a fearful combination of circumstances would fix dark and dreadful suspicions on me were this tragedy to be brought to light and now too you can understand how that miscreant jeffreys dared to presume upon his knowledge of the shocking event how believing me to be completely in his power he fancied that i dared not defend my own daughter from his licentious ruffianism and more than all this rosamond mrs slingsby holds me also beneath the rod of terrorism for she knew that the baronet came hither last night she knew also that he did not return and i was compelled to reveal to her the whole truth even as circumstances have now forced me to reveal it to you and this is the secret of my intended marriage with her a marriage that will take place to-morrow and into which she has coerced me thus rosamond if you ever loved and if you still love your unhappy father pity him pity him but do not reproach him nor aggravate his grief and his mental anguish by thought or deed on your part so ingeniously had mr torrens blended truth and fiction into his narrative to work upon the feelings of his daughter so artfully had he combined and explained the various incidents in order to represent himself as the victim of cruel circumstances that the generous-minded rosamond felt the deepest commiseration and sympathy on behalf of her father rapidly taking possession of her soul my dearest parent she said i crave your pardon i implore your forgiveness for having wronged you by the most unjust the most horrible suspicions 
but the conduct of that man jeffreys his awful accusation the reluctance you appeared to exhibit in dealing summarily with him when you entered the room the first time this night all these things operated powerfully upon my mind which has been attenuated by so many dreadful shocks within the last ten or twelve days alas what sorrows have overtaken us what perils environ us let us fly from this neighbourhood dear father let us leave england it is impossible rosamond interrupted mr torrens hastily i had myself thought of that means of ensuring personal safety but i abandoned the idea almost as soon as formed for it was better to stay here surrounded by danger yet having bread to eat than seek a foreign clime to starve we can work dear father we can toil for our livelihood but no never should you be reduced to such a painful necessity so long as your daughter has health and strength to labour for our mutual support exclaimed the excellent-hearted girl oh let us fly let us quit this country let us repair to france i have some few accomplishments drawing music a knowledge of all the branches of needlework and it will be hard indeed if i cannot earn enough to procure us bread no no rosamond it cannot be said mr torrens tears now trickling down his cheeks for the better he became acquainted with the admirable traits of his daughter's character traits which adversity misfortune and danger now developed the more bitterly did his heart smite him for the awful treachery he had perpetrated with regard to her and wherefore is it impossible she asked consider my dear father by what circumstances you are now surrounded on one side is jeffreys whom you dare not offend whom you cannot discharge and from whose ruffianism your daughter is not safe on the other side is this marriage with mrs slingsby a marriage which i now perceive to be forced upon you a marriage that will bring into this house a person whom neither of us can ever love or respect enough enough rosamond exclaimed mr torrens all these sad things these dangers and these sacrifices have become interwoven with the destiny which it is mine to fulfil and i must pursue my painful course follow on my sad career in the best manner that i may i cannot risk starvation in a foreign land i could not support an existence maintained by the toils of my daughter besides i am confident of being able to realise a fortune by my speculations in this neighbourhood here then must i remain and now rosamond it remains for you to decide whether you will receive the mother-in-law whose imperious circumstances force upon you or whether you will abandon your father never never will i leave you cried the affectionate girl throwing her arms around her parent's neck and embracing him tenderly the interview the painful interview between the father and his child then terminated the former retired to his own apartment a prey to feelings of the most harrowing nature and the latter sought her couch to which slumber was brought through sheer exhaustion but the horrors of the early portion of the night were perpetuated in her dreams. End of section 85